Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. I actually listened to that song in its entirety after. Uh, well, I think it was on Sunday. I was on Martha Norwalk's Animal World mm-hmm. last Sunday, um, and that's from nine to noon on this on this fine station. And uh, she was talking about that intro song, and I was talking about how now when I hear it, like if it's on a mix or something, mm-hmm. and it comes on. Like how I'm conditioned to the beginning of the song. You've got a Pavlovic response I do. to and hearing the traveling Wilburys. It gets to the <laughs> it gets to the point where I usually come into the show. Right. And I like I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing Who's something on the right show? now. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> and then the song just keeps oh, wait, I'm playing. Driving. No, I can actually <laughs> can actually listen to the song because it's one of my favorite songs. <clears throat> Well, today we have a guest in the studio, which is always a treat, and um, the second time she's been in the studio, but the first time to be interviewed, we have Emily Riemann of Best Friend Photography with us today. Hi, Emily. Hi, Julie. Nice to have you back. And you were here, um, was it a couple years ago? Yeah, I think it was a couple years ago, Yeah. yeah. Taking some pictures of Levi and I, my cattle dog. Yep. For City Dog Magazine. Yeah, there was a piece that they were doing on um, uh, professionals in the in the pet industry who were inspired by their own pets. And uh, I was one of the people featured, and we brought Levi, my male uh, red cattle dog, Australian cattle dog, into the booth and got some photos of him and I, and, and they were great, really cute. And today we have you back to interview and to get to know you and share your work with our listeners and um, I've had some friends who have had your um, had your um, expertise, <coughs> excuse me, in in their homes coming in, and you kind of set up this little studio, um, yeah. and do the like black backdrop. Yep, I'm going for a classic, yeah, portrait, yeah. And um, you know, pet photography and something that really struck me when you told me this recently was that you've been doing this for since 1997. Yeah. It's amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a long time. So 15 years of experience, um, you know, f- photographing pets and one that's, that's nice. Uh, you know, I'm, how has your, I know we've got some, you have some input on how the industry has changed, mm-hmm. but how have, have you, evolved in your craft over those years? You know, when I started, I had a real clear vision of what I wanted the pictures to look like Mm -hmm. and that I wanted them to look like real classic, dignified pictures. You know, I I loved studio um, photography, you know, graduation pictures and all these kind of pictures, you know, that you would have of any member of your family. And I wanted the dogs and the cats to have the same, you know, dignified portraits. And so that's why I went with the studio Look, and I was I was shooting film, and I was shooting black and white film, and I was doing all my own printing and processing in my basement in the dark room. Wow! Yeah, and um, old school. Huh? It was really old school, and I only transitioned over to digital a few years ago. Hmm. I was sort of like the last holdout because uh-huh. I was such a purist, and yeah, you know, I um, I also just thought if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yeah. but now I I have transferred over completely digital, and so now everything's in black and white or color. 
mm-hmm. you know. And But other than that, really, it's still kind of the same vision as far as my pet photography goes. It's still yeah. against a black backdrop, still a classic um, formal studio setup, mm-hmm. you know, with portrait lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since 1997, and that's all been in Seattle, and Emily's website is bestfriendphoto.com, and you can also uh, find her work on Facebook, uh, Best Friend Photography by Emily Riemann. Yep. Is how you would find her, and that's R-I-E-M-A-N. And you can see a lot of her work, too, through her Facebook page. And I've just posted a link to her Facebook page from our Facebook page, which, if you're not already a fan, is The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. So you can get to her uh, through us as well. And we'll have all of your links up on our on our uh, homepage, too, dogradioshow.com. So you do your um, your photos are, are where you sort of bring bring a studio to people's houses. And you go to people's houses and do the photography there, which I imagine has the dogs more uh, comfortable. And cats. Yeah, yeah, and cats. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I think it definitely lends to the success of the pictures. People yeah. always ask me, they look at my pictures and they're like, I don't understand. How do you get the dogs to look so relaxed? How do you get them to, they all look so comfortable? Yeah. And um, I think part of it is, is because they're in their house. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not thinking like, oh my gosh, I've just been brought to the vet or the groomer or something like that. Yeah, they, right. They just know that they've got a visitor in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about, um, you know, some pets have challenges with people coming over. Sure. And, uh, you know, that there probably takes some patience to get to the point where you can actually take photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually, you know, I come... When I come over, a lot of times people will have their dogs in a back room or someplace because they don't want their dogs jumping all over me and getting in my way and everything while we're, you know, just introducing ourselves, the people are. And uh, I always say, no, 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 let your dog out and just let them, they can jump on me, let them sniff everything as I'm unpacking it. You know, they're not going to be in my way. They Mm -hmm. can just sniff the backdrop. They're going to smell that other dogs have been there. And so usually by the time... We're actually ready to go. The dog is pretty comfortable with the yeah. whole thing. You've yeah. been acquainted. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because they're going to sniff it anyway. So yeah. you might as well just like, get yeah. it over with. I always yeah. tell people, even with my the lights and everything, I'm like, there's nothing they can break. It's fine. <laughs> That's Don't <good>. worry. Yeah. <laughs> if they pee on the backdrop, we <laughs> just throw it in the wash. It's no big deal. Have you ever had your um, studio knocked over by a dog? Oh, yeah. Stuff yeah. gets knocked over. Yeah. Not often. I mean, really, yeah. it doesn't that often, but yeah. yeah, it has happened. Yeah, yeah. So you also do uh, you do do in addition to your uh, sort of private clients where you're coming to their house and mm-hmm. taking photos of their pet. Um, you've also done a lot of other work, and you brought some with you today that I've I've gotten to see. Um, first of all, you do a lot of work for Seattle Animal Shelter. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's all um, just volunteer, unpaid photography services that I do for them. And it's a really important thing to me. It's a big part of my life. And I started um, volunteering there as a dog walker uh-huh. five years ago. Yeah, And I was just happy walking dogs. And then I just started thinking about the pictures on Pet Finder and, you know, how, how important the pictures are to getting dogs adopted. And so I just said, you know, they have a digital team, a volunteer team who does a great job. But I just said, if you ever need any help above and beyond what you've already got going on, you know, I'm always available. 
So they started using me as the photographer they would send out um, when dogs were in foster and they'd been in foster care for ages and just nobody was adopting that dog. Uh-huh. So I would go out and I would try. I always, especially at the Seattle Animal Shelter, there's a lot of pit bulls. Uh-huh. And I always say I try to go pottery barn the pit bull, right. <laughs> you know, take these pictures of them, you know, looking really yeah. like pets and warm and friendly, which yeah. they are. You yeah. know, it's just that. Marketing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, and so now I do some cats also that have been in foster for a long time. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always say they're kind of pulling out the big guns by the time they send me in to take mm-hmm. pictures right. of the dog or cat. Right. Yeah. But um, I love that stuff. And I've gotten lots of feedback um, from both dogs and cats, uh, fosters, that they asked, you know, the potential adopter why they wanted to adopt this dog. And, they'll, and they've said, oh, I saw that picture. I saw the picture yeah. and I just had to meet him. So that picture to me. Picture's yeah. worth a thousand words, yeah. as they say. And you have some work that's been up on buses and stuff? Yeah. And the, the shelter did a campaign a few years ago. Um, there were six different ads. There was... Uh, Help me, spay me, adopt me, find me, uh, report me. I can't remember. I think there was another one. Uh-huh. And, um, I remember was, seeing those. Yeah, yeah. And they were up on buses, and yeah. uh, that was great. It was crazy to be sitting at a red light and see a Metro bus ahead of yeah. me and see the big picture on yeah. the back of the bus. Like, oh, I did that. Yeah. That was really fun. And, and the, the, people, the other people that worked on the campaign were great, too. You know, the, the graphic designer and the, mm-hmm. the copywriter and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was all volunteers. Cool. Yeah. Um, you also have some greeting cards out there, and yeah. uh, one of them I saw you can get at Trader Joe's. Yep, that's a Trader Joe's card. With the four Jack Russell Terriers. Yep, looking yep. out the window. Yep. <laughs> and Avanti was another brand mm-hmm. that you've done yeah, work they've for? Done, yeah, a few of my my uh, cards. Yeah, and yeah. some calendars. You have a couple calendars out there? Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got one calendar that was 2012, and that's just all pictures of dogs tilting their heads back and forth. Uh-huh. And then this year, the Seattle Animal Shelter just started doing um, live auctions as a fundraiser. Uh-huh. It's only the second year they've done it, and so it was the first year they auctioned off a calendar. Yeah. And the, the winners, you know, they, they bid on each month to get to have their dog or cat be in the calendar or Got the it. cover. Yep. And so... Just because, you know, the, the the auction was in November and the calendars for 2013, I basically had one week to do oh, the entire man. job. <laughs> oh, busy week. Yeah, but it was so much fun. And it yeah. turned out great. It's a beautiful calendar. So, cool. And is that for purchase yeah. now? Yeah, it's 10 bucks, And you have to, um, unfortunately, you have to actually go to the Seattle Animal Shelter to buy it. You can't okay. do it online. But yeah. if you're able to, I highly recommend mm-hmm. you go down there and buy that calendar. <laughs> yeah, and then you have uh, my puppy's first journal, and you have a you did all the photos for that as well. Yeah, and that's like a, something that people can write down little memorable phases of the dog's life. Yep, from being born to one year old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's The first year. Yeah. Funny. And you just recently started. I, I don't know how recently, but um, you started uh, taking. Pictures not just with the pets, but also with the humans in there. Right. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, Emily's work. It's Emily Riemann with Best Friend Photography. Her website is bestfriendphoto.com. And you can also find her on Facebook, Best Friend Photography with by? By. Yeah. By Emily Riemann. And that's R I E M A N. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. 
For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Earth Pet and Issaquah, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 13th, change the schedule. It's a Kevin and Kim Sunday. Always entertaining, Kevin McDonald and Kim Miller Medium and Animal Intuitive will host the show for me. Great talk and open phone lines for your calls. Kim can help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other. So plan to give her a call. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Seattle Weight Loss and Wellness offers physician-supervised weight loss called Ideal Protein. Ideal Protein ignites fat metabolism without compromising your muscle tissue and provides one-on-one education in making healthy and delicious food choices for long-term success. Your body is prepared to continue burning fat while you successfully maintain your newly achieved ideal body weight and increased vitality. Visit SeattleWL.com. Mention this ad for $50 off your initial consultation fee. That's SeattleWL.com. Wisdom Within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer Lindsay Paul and animal intuitive and healer Shauna Fisher. From your lunch break to vacation, from your car to your kitchen, from despair to newfound awareness. Join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul. This is Julie Forbes, dog training behavior and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Going against the grain has never been so much fun. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. We're back with Emily Riemann. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Uh, Emily is the owner of Best Friend Photography, bestfriendphoto.com. The dog show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. All the best food treats and toys for your dog and cat. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com and see where all of their 10 locations are around western Washington. And uh, be sure to visit their new location on Holman Road if you are in the North Ballard area, Greenwood area. that um, You have an All the Best near you, so go check it out. Emily Riemann is the owner of Best Friend Photography, professional pet photographer since 1997 in Seattle. It's a long time. Welcome back. Thank you. And we were talking uh, about the work uh, in the first segment about um, 
a little bit about your work in general and how you do a, a portrait style with a black backdrop, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a nice classic portrait, and um, and the work that you've done also um, on a volunteer basis, um, donating your services to the Seattle Animal Shelter. And your calendars and your greeting cards and uh, your um, ad that was on seen on buses and all that good stuff. And if you've missed any part of this show or, or any of our past over 200 episodes, you can find them all archived on dogradioshow.com. And you can also download them for free on iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the detail of your craft. Okay. And um, uh, at the end of the last segment, I mentioned that you've just recently, well, how recently has it been that you've started also um, photographing people with their pets? Um, You know, it just seems to have grown a little bit more every year. The first few years, I don't think I'd ever shot anybody with their pet, and then Gradually, people started saying, hey, do you think I could get in the shot with my dog? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then those started coming out really nicely. Yeah. So I'm always really thrilled when people want to get in the picture with their pet. I I don't want to start marketing myself as a family photographer because I'm definitely not. I always say, look, I'm there to take a picture of your dog. And if you want to get in the picture, too, you can. Right. (laughs) Right. Not vice versa. Right. But, you know. That's a good point. And it is a big distinction, I think, for somebody's perspective in bringing you in. Right. What is the focus? Yeah. And I asked you if it's um, harder to take a picture of um, a person with their pet versus just the pet. And you said actually that it uh, it's not really. And if anything, it's easier. Yeah, well, it's just, as you can imagine, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge getting a dog to sit still and to stay where you want them and everything. So if the person's sitting right there in the picture, I mean, yeah. that's just more hands-on you know, keeping the situation under control and everything. And you said something interesting, too, about the difference in people. Yeah, I think that's what's actually really interesting is, yeah. you know, most people, myself included, you know, we get, we're kind of uncomfortable getting our picture taken. You yeah. feel a little frozen and awkward, and especially in a studio situation where it's just, you know, it's kind of formal and you don't have anything to react from. But if as soon as you put the dog or cat in their hands, all of a sudden they're calm and comfortable and they've got something to relax, you know, to to react with and if they laugh it's a, a real laugh and if they're smiling it's a real smile yeah and so the pictures just come out beautifully I, so i bet yeah. it changes to um i mean things that you can really that really come through in a photograph when we talk like i talk a lot on the show about nonverbal communication mm-hmm. and body language and especially not I mean, intentional body language, but then there's also the body language that's not so conscious. Right. That really just sort of gives you away in how you're feeling, yeah. which is what dogs are reading all the time in us. Absolutely. And in other dogs. And so as soon as you've, you've got somebody sitting there alone, well, I'm about to get my picture taken. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would actually have a bit of a negative response to that. Yeah. As soon as you put a pet in their lap or next to them, I bet their whole energy just changes. Absolutely. They brighten up and yeah. soften and 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 you can't you really can tell the difference between a fake smile, like a frozen yeah. smile for the pictures and an an authentic smile. Yeah. And I mean if there's anything that, you know, your dog does for you, they make you smile, that's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um something that you said you pride yourself on is photographing black animals. 
the yeah. black fur. Right. Right. And, uh, it's like, uh, I mean, I've had plenty of these photos like from my phone or something where I'll be, you know, photographing dogs. And if we have a like a black lab or something like that, you, yep. all you can sort of see is the it's almost like a silhouette. Yeah. And people, they show me sometimes that, you know, it was like their wedding photos and they got their black lab in the picture with them and you can't see the dog. It's just this big black mass. Right. Or, you know, even their black dog with Santa or, you know, other studio portraits or anyway, it's it is tricky to photograph black fur. And you have mastered it. I have mastered it. Nice. I won't ask you to give away your secrets. (laughs) You know, there's not that big of a secret, but um, (laughs) I, I did go to photo school. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in photo school and, and my um, my studio instructor, he showed us this picture of this blonde woman with very pale skin, pale hair in a black coat. I think it was like a, a mm. black gamma uh, you know, ad for those fur coats. Mm. And he said, if you can take a picture of this, mm-hmm. you have arrived mm. as a studio photographer. Mm-hmm. And of course, I just dismissed everything because I wanted to be a photojournalist. And when am I ever going to have to use that <laughs> knowledge? And uh, so then I had to just figure it out all on my own Yeah, later. Yeah. But um, the, one of my really, really early jobs, you know, when I I just started doing this and I, I made promo cards. I mean, I didn't even, there was hardly even internet, you know, I didn't even have a website until 99. Yeah. So I, I took all these promo cards out to Marymore Park and I put them up on the bulletin board. And one of the first people that called me said that she saw this picture of a black lab that I'd posted and she just zoomed over there and was just like, who did this? I need this because she had black labs. Who is this wizard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. And is it the same for cats too? Oh, yeah. 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 Is it different? Uh, do you have a different uh, kind of uh, protocol? Not really protocol, but for lack of a better word, if you're going to photograph a cat versus a dog, is it like, does it, is it very different or is it pretty much the same? It's kind of the same, but you know, every animal is so different. You're sort of reinventing the wheel at every single photo shoot. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it a long time. I do have the situation pretty much under control and I kind of, you know, have some tricks up my sleeve and everything like that. But yeah. you really, whether it's a dog or a cat, you have to figure out what their motivation is and what the right level of excitement is. Yeah. Because for some dogs, you want to bring those cookies out right away to get them jazzed about the situation. And there are other dogs, if you brought the cookies out, everything goes crazy. Right. And so, and sometimes it's the weirdest little thing. Like you'll realize that they react when they hear a plastic bottle being crinkled or something. And you Mm -hmm. might just sort of stumble upon that. And then all of a sudden that becomes your thing that gets their eyes to light up. Yeah. It's the same with cats. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear you talk about that. I can definitely relate to that if because I do in-home work as well exclusively and I'm going to train the dog and the person and, you know, either just train with basic obedience or try to work through a behavioral issue. And it really is about gauging. We've talked about this a lot. So important to approach each animal as an individual yeah. and to understand what they respond best to what energy level, like you said, um, do they respond really well and thrive with uh, high energy, like intense um, praise, or is that too much for them? Yeah. Or would it would it get them too excited and then right. have them lose their ability to focus? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. And you're basically, in a different way, 
than I do, but in a very similar way, essentially just getting to know them. Yeah. You know, getting a feel for them and hanging out, getting to know them. And then um, the better you are at doing that, I imagine the you can see that come through in the photos mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you had a um, story about a a dog that the one dog that was fearful of cameras. Oh yeah, that doesn't happen often. But that's the one thing that can be a real challenge to work around is if it's just a an flat out phobia yeah. that the dog has and. Um, that that was just, I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years with yeah. that one shoot. Every time I put the camera up to my face, the dog would bolt. Yeah, got and a then, lot. And then she would just run right back into the room yeah. and want to sit on your lap. She wasn't afraid of right. me or the situation. She yeah. didn't care about the lights popping <clears throat> or anything like that. It was just having something go up to your face and cover your face. Yeah. So that was that yeah. was a tough one. How am I going to take this yeah. picture if I can't put the camera up to my face? You got a lot of hind end shots yeah. on that one. <laughs> And you said that the the animals don't really seem to be bothered or uncomfortable by the studio that you set up in the house, which no, is nice. They don't. They don't. They're not uncomfortable by that, and they're not uncomfortable with the um, the strobe lights. Mm-hmm. Which, when I started, I thought dogs will be able to ma- handle the the lights popping, but I thought dog as soon as I take a picture of a cat, they're gonna bail. I right. Bet. And then I did it, and the cat just sat there, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it must be just something about the way their eyes work. Maybe they just don't see that flashing and popping, or I don't know. But Either it, it that really or doesn't it just bother doesn't them. startle them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a sound with it? Um, yeah. Sometimes there's a little bit of a sound, and I think if I get any reaction at all, it, it probably is the sound, and yeah. it might even just be the sound coming from the shutter of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a dog. There's a little beep sound that when I start to take a video. Oh yeah. And um. I would held held the camera up and hit the beep sound. It was actually Molly who you photographed. Uh-huh. And as soon as I think the the video started, she'd tilt her head. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so so that's great. It's, it's such a um now before before we're done here too, um you know, you've really seen your industry evolve. You've, like you said, you've been doing this for 15 years, and you know what have you noticed? Um, people's, I guess, uh, relationship with pet photography change over the years. Oh, it's crazy. When I started doing this, and I kind of announced to people that I'm going to start taking pictures of pets, people thought I was insane. Mm-hmm. And then even. When I people would hire me to take pictures of their pets, they would sometimes say, like, I don't want anybody to know about this. My friends will think I'm crazy. <laughs> right. You know, and th- they'd, they'd die if they knew that I was spending money on this and all this stuff. Yeah. And then, because I don't think there was such a thing as a pet boutique or a dog daycare back then. I mean, there might yeah. have been. I remember when, like, that sh- that little store, Fifi and Trixie Bell, did you ever hear about that store? No. It was on Melrose in L.A. Anyway, it you know, and they had rhinestone dog collars and stuff all the way up in seattle people would tell me about this this crazy store in la where they had rhinestone dog collars yeah like that kind of stuff just didn't exist back then yeah and now it just seems like a no-brainer you know of course i would have my dog's picture taken you know i mean it's just right up there with like part of the family yeah yeah anything else you would hire somebody to take a picture of you know right well and dogs are so precious to you know, people's yeah. dogs are so precious to them. And I think people aren't afraid to admit that anymore either. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, and people give it as 
gifts to people. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's interesting, interesting perspective. Yeah. Well, your work is beautiful and we look forward to our sitting. I'm looking forward to it too. Um, and I'll be sure to post some of those photos um, if, if that's okay. Yeah, um, on our different avenues. And so if you'd like to uh, sign up and hire Emily for a sitting and for her services, you can find her on bestfriendphoto.com and also on Facebook, Best Friend Photography by Emily Riemann. And that's spelled R-I-E-M-A-N. But if you hit, type in Best Friend Photography by, the rest will fill in on Facebook. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, and I can't wait to have you take photos of our dogs, and I've seen your work of friends of mine. It's really beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking about what uh, the AVMA is up to again regarding pets. We'll be back. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Every generation needs a voice, and on Mondays at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150, Lewis Howard's show, Head of the House, is the voice for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Head of the House brings education, insight, and information that brings health and healing to the challenges of managing your home, relationships, and your career. Tune in once, and you will be hooked. That's Head of the House every Monday at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Are you eco-conscious? What about being humane-conscious, too? Choosing to live humanely includes buying cruelty-free products, learning where our food comes from, and how animals are treated. On Living Humane, we explore how our choices for humane living are ever-expanding. Join us next week when we'll speak with David Lee, president and co-founder of the Field Roast Grain Meat Company right here in Seattle, and Amanda Strombaum of the Vegetarians of Washington, right here on Living Humane on Alternative Talk 1150. The search is over. You found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. 
And we were talking in the first half of the show with Emily Riemann of Best Friend Photography. Uh, lovely conversation. If you missed it, you can find it archived online at dogradioshow.com and also as a free podcast on iTunes. So if you just go to iTunes and then go to the audio podcast part of iTunes and then search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and you will see our wonderful logo, the blue background with the orange dog with uh, radio waves coming out and headphones. And uh, that is a car sticker, that logo, that is seen more and more around Western Washington. And, even, and around the world, even. Well, it is. It is. They've, we've had some spottings in Canada. And a listener also sent me some photos of it on a water bottle uh, in Japan. So it has. It's world-traveled. And uh, those are free. So uh, you can find them at... Uh, all the best pet care locations around Western Washington, and uh, also some other small um, natural pet food retailers uh, around the area as well. And if you're not local, or if you don't have access to those shops, or if you haven't seen it, then just send me an email, and I'd be happy to send some out in the mail for you. So email me, host at dogradioshow.com. And just let me know that you'd like a car sticker or if you'd like a few of them, hand them out to your friends. Just let me know how many you'd like, and I'd be happy to send some out to you. And we love seeing them in action, too. So if we uh, do. you take them to an exotic place like Japan or yep. you just want to take a picture of it on your car, they should send it to you. Yes, and I'll post it. Um, or not, if you don't want me to. Right. <laughs> but I'd love to see it. <laughs> um so, again, and if you want to look at the logo, you can see it at the top of our homepage, dogradioshow.com. And my email is host at dogradioshow.com. Also, if you are uh, uh, not just pet related, but a business owner who would like to advertise on the dog show, we do have some advertising spots available for a recorded advertisement that runs regularly on our shows. And we air regularly two times a week now on uh, KKNW here, Wednesdays, every Wednesday live from 2 to 3 p.m. And then on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. Although this week, due to sports, uh, it'll actually be on uh, in its entirety at 3 o'clock. But you can catch the first half of the show from uh, 1 to 1.30. And that's because of the University of Washington's women's uh, basketball team, right? That's right. The, Go dogs, the Huskies. That's right. Yeah. Go dogs. Yeah. So it's like a dog block there. <laughs> it is, just in a different way. That's but right. The time is still about dogs somehow. Uh, I mentioned at uh, the beginning of the show, this show, that uh, last Sunday I had the pleasure of being on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, which airs Sundays from nine to noon. And Martha asked me to come on to chat with her about and sort of comment on what's been going on. Regarding the uh, AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association, and their new policies, now there's a few of them that that are happening um, that are targeted. uh, The theme now is sort of um, anti-alternative medicine, I guess you could qualify. First one. Um, or one that I've talked about on the show is uh, an anti-raw food policy that they adopted. And um, 
and it's just stating that they, you know, don't recommend it or that or they recommend avoiding raw food and that, you know, it's dangerous. And and then this, they just had a recent one, most recent one where they somebody had written somebody from an anonymous person from the Connecticut Veterinary Medical Association wrote in a, an anonymous um, letter, I guess, or paper recommending that they adopt a resolution that where they are, don't recommend homeopathy. Mm. Um, and it just kind of feels like, uh, you know, they're building this campaign against uh, alternatives to traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. And it started with food and, and there's sort of questions around who's behind it and, and you know, what is the motivation? And um, fortunately, with the anti-homeopathy resolution, it actually went to vote last Saturday and it didn't pro- follow proper protocol for that type of thing. And so to the AVMA's credit, um, 77.6% of the House of Delegate votes were to send the resolution to committee for further input. Um, so, you know, they recognized, okay, we need to give this more, a closer look before we just go in and, and adopt it. So, um, but it will still go to vote, and they did go to vote on raw food, and, and they did indeed vote to adopt this um, sort of policy that they don't recommend it. And, um, you know, it's just kind of interesting the way things are moving. And, you know, they're going to, things are going to happen the way that they're going to happen. I mean, it's important that we voice our opinions uh, and, and um, you know, bring voice to if you have used uh, homeopathy with your pet and have had uh, favorable results, um especially, or if you have used homeopathy for yourself or just a advocate of it, you know, to go ahead and voice your opinion about it and, and write them, write the AVMA and let them know um, how you feel about it. And uh, don't just sit by and let this happen. And then, you know, we can do the best that we can to inform and, uh, and then it will vote. And, and if they do adopt this policy, it's just sort of one more step. So now there are they're um, accepted in their institution that they're against raw food, and now, and now it's homeopathy. And then I guess it can just be expected that they'll continue to knock different things off. <clears throat> you know, I don't know acupuncture or, um, you know, energy work. I'm not you know where they would go from there, but it's this interesting, um, like. Uh, polarization or or they're sort of um I can't think of the word but not isolating themselves alienating uh intentionally separating themselves from alternative medicine and it's um I don't know I imagine they're doing it because of a perceived benefit or or perception of preserving the institution which is I've heard from vets that I've talked to, a very conservative institution. But I just wonder if this will actually end up sort of biting them in the butt, so to speak, because if you look at, you know, the human industry, things actually don't tend to be going in that same direction. And there's lots of ways that we can 
um, <clears throat> draw parallels with the pet industry and the human industry. And oftentimes things tend to go in similar ways. But this is a place where things do seem to be different. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And I have some announcements to make, too, before the end of the show. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Hi, I'm Pat Pauley, and I hope you listen to my brand new radio show, Get Active, at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday for ideas on how you can stay fit and active and connected to our community. Each week, we'll have a guest who knows in depth about some activity you may be interested in. We'll cover everything from working out, sports, sailing, skiing, to bridge, dancing, volunteering, you name it. Again, it's Get Active at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday right here at Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday Right here on Alternative Talk 1150. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk 1150. A beautiful... Wednesday afternoon here in Seattle. <laughs> and by beautiful, I mean gray and That's right. cold. <laughs> Nothing wrong with gray and cold in January, right? A fine day to take your dog for a walk. <laughs> Just bundle up. Yeah. I was out in the pouring rain early this morning with my dogs, getting them out for a romp in the woods. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. I don't mind the rain. It is. It's getting out. That's the hard part. And then yeah. once I'm out, I'm always happy to be out. Well, the dogs are probably always a good motivator for that, too, because most dogs uh, don't seem to really care. 
it's raining or if it's a little bit chilly. They just want to get out and get some fresh air and move their legs. Exactly. And the motivation, too, is do I go through the rest of my day knowing that my dogs have not gone out? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then pay the price later when I come home. (laughs) That is a severe price. Yep. Um, I did leave the dachshund at home, though, because she hates, hates the rain. And it was quite cold. Well, her buns get soggy, right? (laughs) Yes, they do. Exactly. It weighs her down. Don't want a soggy bun. No. Um, Yeah, it was fun, though. So I was talking in the last segment about uh, what the AVMA is up to. And now the A, uh, let's see, it was um, the American, let me look this up. It was about a hospital um, association that's uh, the AAHA. Um, has now also adopted a, a a similar policy to the AVMA, um, saying that they sort of are denouncing raw food and um, saying that it's dangerous and that there's these, you know, potential pathogens and uh, oh, contaminated with pathogens, although they don't name which pathogens specifically that they're worried about. Um and uh, was kind of catching up on that. And then prior to that in the show, we were talking with Emily Riemann of Best Friend Photography. So if you've missed any part of this interview or any of our last over 200 episodes, you can find us online, archived on dogradioshow.com. And you can also download all of our podcasts for free on iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on iTunes under Audio Podcasts, and you'll find us. And you can download all of our shows for free. And our website, again, is dogradioshow.com. And be sure to find us on Facebook as well, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. So, and I was talking with Martha Norwalk on Sunday on her show um, about this topic. And it was interesting to see how this plays out. The American Veterinary Medical Association publicly, publicly denounced raw food diets for pets. And now the... Um, American, uh, the AAHA, uh, which is uh, Hoss, Animal Hospital, American Animal Hospital Association, they've ha- adopted a similar policy about raw food. And then the AVMA is questioning uh, or is considering a resolution to not recommend homeopathy. And so it continues. The thing about it is... And Martha and I were talking about this it's rather maddening and almost laughable if it wasn't such a serious topic, is what the industry, what the big name pet food companies put out, the literature and information that they put out about the dangers of raw food, is they talk about salmonella. Salmonella, salmonella. I have had clients come to me, my my private clients, my private training clients when I recommend raw food. Um, and then they happen to have a vet appointment. And I've had this happen a number of times over the years. And then they come back to me after their vet appointment and they say, oh, my vet, you know, and gave me this, you know, this information. And then they hand me paperwork. I had one that was put, um, put out by Purina. Um, that was stating some anti-raw food facts, uh, dangers of feeding raw food. 
and then some other ones too. Salmonella, 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 dangerous, dangerous, raw food, salmonella, salmonella. The thing that's maddening about it, and like I said, almost laughable if it wasn't such a serious issue, is that dry food companies, kibble, diets, continually, currently, and over the years, get recalled for salmonella contamination. I mean, and raw foods don't. So, like, it's just like, who, how stupid do you think we are warning of the risks of salmonella contamination and raw food and then you know the list keeps getting longer of these dry food companies that are supposed to be sterile um being contaminated with salmonella and making animals sick and other things as well i mean it's not just salmonella that uh that these processed foods are being recalled for there was the melamine incident back in 2007 there's the current um, saga that continues about jerky treats that are on the market that are killing animals. And yet uh, the, you know, associations like the AVMA and the AAHA are bold enough to, you know, basically completely just kind of lie about it. Like, oh, dangers of, dangers of salmonella, and yet all these dry foods keep getting recalled for salmonella. It's just like, do you think we're stupid? And I guess the problem is that people, a lot of people are just uninformed about the issue. Um, I guess that they think they can get away with it. But I don't know. It'll be curious to see what happens as they uh, continue to move in this direction, which I assume that they will. Uh, first taking on raw food, now taking on homeopathy, evil, evil homeopathy. Um, you know, what's next? Because I'm sure that there will be a next. Who's behind it? It has passed to part, partially be due to the big name companies, but really the institution that's intact. And I guess you could look at this from the perspective of a good thing that they're feeling threatened because of the rise of interest and people's rise in education of the benefits of alternative health, medicine, and diets. Um, you know, alternative to what's been in place for essentially the last hundred years or so. So I guess we could look at it in a good way that they're getting nervous and they're feeling threatened. And so that's why all of these policies are coming out and these resolutions are coming out. And um, I don't know, they're just it seems like they might end up alienating themselves. And and hopefully that point of view will eventually be the minority. But what was so curious to me about this is that this is not the case with. Um, with humans, uh, the, the conversation that I hear you know, on television and in magazines all over the place is this awareness of taking grains out of the diet, um, you know, eating more more naturally. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I had started um, eating uh, in accordance with something that's called the paleo diet, and it's uh, just really cutting out anything that was post-agriculture and eating essentially, you know, meat and vegetables and fruits and nuts and that the meat is, if it's red meat, it's grass-fed because it changes the fat constitution and all this stuff. And that's really the buzz with, with human health is uh, alternative health, uh, looking really looking at nutrition and how important nutrition is to overall health and behavior. And it's just interesting to see the dog 
and not just dog, but pet industry going in actually the opposite direction as far as mainstream, what we would call mainstream. And I think that they're not going to be mainstream eventually. And perhaps that's why they're doing it, because they're feeling threatened. But it's very disappointing. And what's disappointing about it, other than just the insult, you know, the, the, the lies that and the, you know, all the dry foods that have been recalled for salmonella and then those institutions go and point their finger at raw food for salmonella when it's actually the dry foods. But the thing about it is that it's making animals sick. It's making pets sick. It's, and in some cases, it's killing pets. And that's just not okay. I mean, how offensive is that? I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, money, but we're talking about the well-being of our animals, And I just really take offense to that being messed with for the sake of preserving an industry. So stay informed and tell your friends. I mean, if you're a loyal listener of this show or of Martha's show, we're sort of preaching to the choir. But uh, spread the word. You know, tell your your, uh, pet-owning friends and family about this. Send them to, you know, our website, my website, dogradioshow.com. I'll put some more links up. I have links up of, uh, you know, where people can go and and get more informed about this. But really spread the word because it's going to have to be a grassroots thing Um, because it seems like the leaders in the industry or the former leaders in the industry are moving in a different direction, and it's not good for pets. So we'll see. Never a dull moment with uh, the pet food industry. (laughs) So... You know, hopefully that the AVMA will not adopt this uh, resolution that's against homeopathy, but I'll be surprised if they don't. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. Again, dogradioshow.com is our website. Find us on Facebook. You can download all of our episodes for free on iTunes. And if you would like a car sticker, feel free to send me an email and I will happily send you one in the mail. No charge. Or a few if you'd like to hand some out. And you can take a look at that car sticker. It's the oval logo on the top of our website, dogradioshow.com. If you'd like to advertise your business on our show, email me, host at dogradioshow.com, and I can give you some information about that. It's a great way to reach uh, enthusiastic dog lovers, pet lovers in general. Thanks to Emily Riemann of Best Friend Photography for being on the show for the first half. That's bestfriendphoto.com. And we'll be back next Wednesday live from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150.